Welcome to the Faith and Belief Forum podcast. We work towards a society with strong interfaith relations where difference is celebrated. Join us as we delve into questions of faith, belief, identity and more with fascinating guests from diverse communities and organisations across society. My name is Philip Ebring. I'm the Communications Manager at the Faith and Belief Forum. In this episode, I talk to Rajinder Singh, a 73-year-old Sikh pensioner who recently found online fame as the skipping Sikh when videos of him skipping went viral. Also joining us is his daughter, Min Kaur, a journalist and artist who has been supporting her father's campaign to raise money for the NHS. We discuss health and well-being during lockdown, the importance of community and how challenging situations can bring people closer to faith and spirituality. My name is Min Kaur and um, I'm a freelance journalist and my role is a communities and culture reporter. So they're the stories I'm interested in, uh, very much interested in <coughs> the Sikh stories uh, from my community, being Sikh myself. And um, I'm also a henna artist as well, freelance henna artist. Yeah, um, I'm saying skipping Sikh and uh, I learn from my father and I try my best to help other people if I can, young and old, especially old peoples, any community, regardless of religion. So I try my best to do skipping or other exercise as well, so we can look after ourselves. And he's also a buggy driver as well at Osterley Park, but obviously because the parks are, well, they are open now, but the full park is not back to, back to normal. He um, obviously, it does, he would be a buggy driver as well at the local park and a park runner, which at the moment he doesn't do. So that's, and his role in the community is just a volunteer. He volunteers, but he can. Um, and be- before we get to your sort of rise to fame as the skipping Sikh, um, it'd be great to just hear a little bit more about what life in your community is normally like and what the biggest change has been or the biggest changes since the coronavirus pandemic began. Yeah, so the biggest change for us would be the fact that the Godwari are, they're not really closed, but as in they're not open to the public. So Godwari never closes, you know, the prayers continue and we have our Sikh priest, as we would call the Gyaniji, who would do the prayers. That will continue, um, but it's the fact that the elderly cannot go to the Godwara. It's not open. It's not open even for anyone. The door was open for everyone to attend and that's currently not the situation. I think that would be the biggest change more than anything. And the families, big, we are uh, quite a close network in terms of we have weddings, we have uh, functions at the Godwara. Not being able to meet in, in your big extended families is probably the two biggest things, I think, for the community. And I think, you know, for the elderly, the same maybe guess at the Because uh, we like to meet each other, so we got any grief or you know upset or somewhere you can talk each other. You feel relaxed. Plus, you go front of your guru, which we always feel, regardless what religion, like a Jesus, Allah, or whatever religion. When you meet together, but especially Sikh peoples, this is uh, very important for us. If not daily. We try our best to go every other day, plus food as well, sit together, eat food together, do help like a seva uh, when you can't go in a sick temple. Uh, it, it is really uh, very difficult to put on and get on with it. When in this situation, we have to 
listen to government and follow the rural regulations. And I think also we have really big smargums, normally like religious, they're like religious celebrations that would take place probably about three or four a year. So again, people, the congregation would come together and that would be an outdoor celebration or, you know, a religious uh, program that would be over three days. But again, that is that. They're not taking place for Saki. So the other biggest thing, sorry, I should have mentioned is for Saki, which is, you know, for us, it's the biggest celebration ever, you know, the, the start of the Khalsa that we missed and we would have a Nugget Gitan and that would be huge. It's like if you were to say what kind of celebration is it in similarity to, it's like how Christmas is such a big thing for the Christian community. Vasaki is the biggest festival for the Sikh community, full of colour, you know, full of um, prayers and hymns, outdoor Nugget Gitan, the peaceful procession food so lots of things so that you know that was missed as well and martial arts as well which is huge and what are some of the uh, initiatives that have sprung up to not replicate but to be able to get some of that connection to your community and to your traditions in the absence of actually being able to meet physically so it's all gone digital now virtual so there's been many Sikh talks and um not really lectures but as in Sikh talks so telling us about our what our holy scripture says so the Siddhi Guru Granth Sahib would have somebody giving us a kata which would be a talk around something related to what our Guru is telling us in the Siddhi Guru Granth Sahib and um, that would all be online we'd have Gitan so hymns they would be done online and people could join virtually there's an amazing organization called and it's a charity called Digi Sangat which streams everything from you know all different people that are doing Gitan Bard or if somebody wants a, a Bard done for a member of a family that they've lost they're doing a funeral Digi Sangat connects everyone together to be able to see this through YouTube which is amazing and so they set that up at the beginning of lockdown and that was fantastic because then that was making it available for the Sikh community to be able to to be able to stream for those that maybe are elderly and on their own and not able to use the internet we've got the Sikh channels so we've got Sikh channel we've got Sangat TV we've got Agal we've got KTV Force you know really Sikh channels for them to be able to view that and then my dad started doing skipping and exercises so we had online exercises as well so good for mental health and well-being so basically everything was just virtual and then the other thing was some of the Sikh community were preparing food in the Godwara, taking them out to the vulnerable, taking them out to people. Lots of people that basically needed food were not able to get it. So there was lots of initiatives being done around that in this time. So um, that leads us nicely onto the the skipping challenge, which now has gone slightly viral, and there's you know there's been press coverage and all the rest of it. It'd be interesting to hear a little bit more about that and how it started and how that developed. So my um, my dad's a skipper. He's always skipped all his life, mm-hmm. and he, what happened is when we went into lockdown, I was worried that my dad's 73, my mum's 69. Oh no, they're very active, always busy. What will happen if they can't go out anywhere? They're not going to, that's going to be really hard for them, even though my dad has an allotment. But still, what will you do with all your other time? So I saw people doing lots of push-up challenges, which I just thought was a standard thing to do, but no one's actually done anything different like the skipping challenge. And I thought, let's start that in the community, thinking nothing of it at all. So we went to the allotment. He, we took the skipping rope and he skipped. And it was like a 20-second video. I'd filmed it. And nothing special about it. I hadn't done any special effects, nothing. Just filmed him. And I tweeted it that night in the evening. And overnight, it had 35,000 views. And I haven't got a big followership on Twitter. So that's amazing for me. And so it kept going up. And then I had posted it on LinkedIn. And I think LinkedIn, it must have got over 150,000 views. So this was in the early days. 
And then it, that was it. Literally, it was just from that. And then after that, we set up the fundraiser, which I kind of wish we had done at the beginning because we probably would have hit the target of 13,000 by now. But anyway, so we saw, you know, Captain Tom Moore had set up his fundraiser and we thought, actually, we'd like to do that but on behalf of the sea community. But yeah, that's where the skipping challenge started. Skipping ropes are sold out. Couldn't find them anywhere. People were getting involved, sending videos from abroad. People that hadn't skipped before were, were skipping. People that had put their ropes in the cupboard somewhere had, you know, was looking for them, dug them out. We had so much love from people so young. So there's a child of, I think, three years old who's learning to skip up to the age of someone who's 18. All skipping. And so, yeah, it just went crazy. <laughs> the craze of skipping came back now and it isn't just for boxers. It was like this hidden sport which has come back and people were really loving the fact of seeing a 73-year-old man skip. And why, why do you think that is? Because it's, it's really sort of taken off, as you say. And why is it about this um, that has sort of captured people's imagination in some way, do you think? I think the fact that it's, you know, my dad being a Sikh and, you know, he wears his turban and he's got a white beard. He stands out. He's 73 years old. It's not often that you see someone like him, you know, who basically is... Um, is skipping so it's something that people had forgotten about that skipping is a really good sport and it's something that they can do and keep active in a time of where you can't really go out shops are closing everything's closing you can't go to the gym so it was i think that's why it went really viral is because if he can do it then anybody can do it and you can stay fit and active in the time of a pandemic so there was a solution to this big problem that people thought oh well, what am i going to do about the gym being closed and I think because he does so many things, he's in the allotment as well. And he did lots of different exercises. So he did the push-up bar. He was climbing the wall as Spider-Man, just doing lots of different exercises, but in the home. So I think he was showing people how you can exercise from home. So the whole stay home, stay safe. He was showing that and stay healthy. Why is it important, um, in your opinion, to stay healthy, both physically and mentally, in uh, challenging times like the ones we are living through right now? So I'll, I'll let my dad answer first and, and then I, I'll answer after that. Because uh, it was my father's idea skipping. And when I was very young and I carry on, he always says to me, you want to fit? You don't want to go doctor? He said, uh, you look after yourself. My father very occasionally see a doctor. He don't go to doctor, but he do regular exercise. And he teach me. He make me run as well. Since then, I keep thinking, why can't I follow my dad's footstep so i try to hide it show to no one because people take mickey out of you you're doing too much this and that how you got a time rather uh, answering you know people i keep reserve myself whenever i got a time i do exercise skipping everything park run cycling i'm very keen cyclist as well any anything because you keep away from a doctor i'm not saying i hate a doctor but they already so much under pressure everybody's under pressure and try your best to keep fit you can't say you're 100 percent fit but as long as you do something like as we saying religion no religion say you don't do exercise like jesus or muslims or sikhs or buddhism they all walk thousand thousand miles to teach other people to look after yourself there's a no limit if you determine believe in god believe yourself you want to help other people there's always way to do something rather getting lazy that's what i can say young man and i think yes. the thing is i think when you were asking about why is it important to stay healthy because one as an as a sikh 
and this is overall for the Asian community or the, you know the Punjabi community whatever really in terms of we, we want to put it but Asian or Punjabi community, community is that our food is not very healthy for example you know it's got lots of the way that it can be made lots of butter lots of ghee it's not healthy so I think if people are just eating that that food in lockdown and they're not exercising it's not good for things like blood pressure or diabetes or cholesterol so if you look after yourself you it's good for mental health it's good for well-being and you feel better within yourself otherwise you'll get another health problem so it might not be covid it could be another health problem but also covid is like they said covid is one of those things if you have underlying health conditions it makes it more risky for you so why not look after your health so that you can prevent or try and avoid such things because if you feel healthy and confident in yourself you won't be so worried you know about going out for a walk or going because you are you're still exercising but you're looking after yourself so i think it's really important for mental health and well-being to exercise and you know especially like my dad was saying in, in, in every faith i think you know exercise is probably just as much as the top as it is prayer you know prayer and exercise go hand in hand i think so that's interesting that you mentioned prayer there and so there is the physical side of health and then as you also mentioned the, the mental psychological and perhaps also the, the spiritual side of, of health as well and feeling connected and feeling connected to, to things in your community and feeling meaning and so on and uh, feeling a sense of purpose and, and all the rest of it. Um, what are your thoughts around the importance of the the spiritual and do you think people's faith becomes more important in a, in a situation like this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I felt this times like this brings you closer to your faith because if you think about it, you're free, you've got nothing else to do. You're not, you know, you're not back in your normal day to day working, meeting up with friends you know, and for lots of people, for them, it's about socializing and being out and being around people and not really having that time to reflect and think about your faith, which I think is so important. But I think definitely in times of any crisis, people start to pray. You know, remember that if you've got faith and have that faith, you know, recite your prayers, do some meditation, stay healthy, help others, but you know, be kind because what you give out is what you're going to get back. Life is so short and COVID has proved that how short life can be, has taken lives even from people that are really healthy. So, you know, I think we should always reflect and think, use your time wisely and don't just invest it on, oh, we, need, we have to work. Of course we do. But there's lots of other things in life. You know, there's helping people, you know, being there for people, being there for yourself. So I totally believe that people have come closer to their faith in this time for that support, because that has been the only support really. What would be your top tips for people to stay both physically, mentally and I suppose spiritually healthy? You know, perhaps if someone wants to change their habits, live in a more healthy way, what would be your number one tip for them? So for me, I'd say for the younger generation, for my generation, not that I'm young, but for my generation, uh, the top tip would be to exercise if you can daily, even if that's half an hour. Uh, the second one would be pray, definitely pray, because that in itself, you know, meditation, it just cleans your mind completely and it's good for the body, mind, body and soul. And um, thirdly, I'd say to eat well, to try and eat well if you can. It's my, myself is uh, soon I wake up, I touch my head on the floor to respect all religions, not just six, all religion who is us. The second thing, I try to do my uh, little exercise like a few minutes, then I have a bath, then I do my proper prayer, then I do exercise again, then I go lay down for a while. But eating wise, I try to just take a 
warm water in the morning. Health is wealth. And try your best to eat less. Eat only when you're hungry. But very hard to do that. That's what God gave me everything like I'm not proud. And I'm saying to people, eat when you feel hungry. Yes, you can eat more uh, fat things. But try your best. If you eat fat things, you need more exercise. Third, do help other people. Do charity work. Every time in my mind, how can I help others? Even how upset you are, other people make you upset. Don't give up what you are determined is to do right things, not wrong things. We are not perfect. I'm not perfect. But I try my best in my mind. One mind saying, yes, do it. The other mind saying, no, you're doing bad things. That's my fight. Always 24 hours. Be sensible. Help other people. Be respectful each other. Try to do prayer. And that's the principle myself. To help others. To help yourself. Then I'm very happy. Thinking of, uh, speaking of prayer, if someone maybe doesn't have a religious faith and maybe they don't, for whatever reason, don't believe in God, is there a way you would say for, for them to, you know, either through meditation or introspection or something of that sort to, to get some of that, that sense of focus, peace and, and so on? Yeah, I think two things, definitely meditation. And that is whatever meditation they feel that they can, um, that they can, I guess, helps them to relax. So for us, it's to chant to Vaikudu. And that's, you know, something we would chant daily, basically, you could, and for, you know, for us, it would be either we would do it with, you would have the instruments in the back. So it's whatever meditation they feel that could be chanting one word. And that word could just be something like, thank you, God but you're continuously saying it with a bit of music on but it's that i think you should meditation is about practicing being content being kind being grateful being that passionate about the person that you are and what you're doing you know and just being someone who you know is is in we would say jardikala which is a state of happiness so it's kind of practicing you know those five good things of you know being kind and being content and being grateful for what you have as well as everything else and you know loving others there was another thing I was going to say actually off the back of that that they that is something that they could do and the other thing that I think helps them if they don't have a faith or religion is what we would call seva so seva is selfless service I think if you can find maybe a charity, an organization, or you yourself wants to do something to give back. And that doesn't have to be on a big scale. That could just be for one person. That person could be your next door neighbor. It could be somebody who's crossing the road. It could be just the simplest thing. I think wherever you are in your day-to-day life, practice some sort of meditation and help others because you'll realize by helping others, that smile that you see on other people's faces when they feel so humbled and grateful will just make you so happy because then you realize your purpose in life. Our purpose in life is not to serve ourselves, it's to serve others. Because at the end of the day, you know what? Happiness is found through other people because God resides in everyone. I totally believe it does not matter what faith you are. There is nothing of the sort of caste, creed, color, none of that. We're all one. Yeah, we all, if for example, we cut ourselves, that blood is red, right? So we're all the same. We are all brothers, sisters, all children of God. So we should learn to love and respect one another. And if, you know, take that with us on a daily basis, because that will help you to basically have faith or maybe not faith, but it will help you just feel better knowing that you're helping others. I think it's, you know, love is one of the things that we can never fall short of. Give as much love to as many people as you can.
what do you hope is next for the the skipping challenge and, and for the, the skipping seek? Skipping on the move. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> there's a massive problem of social distancing. I think people don't really either follow it or maybe some people don't understand, you know, because not everybody is probably from, you know, you know, might not understand basically what the situation is. They may not because they may not speak the language. And, you know, some people may not see that there's the markers on the floor. So we were thinking of doing something quite safely, obviously, and um, was to get in the queue and to skip. And so that that would be enough of the two metre social distancing gap and obviously that way if you've got your rope you can exercise because the queues are huge sometimes you can be in the queue for 30 minutes to 45 minutes so you might as well skip you you've got social distancing in place i think there you go you've you know two things you've basically done and it helps to keep you you know fit and healthy so we were thinking you know to to do skipping on the move so that will involve maybe my dad going to community centers and doing some exercise outdoor so over 70s and teaching them if they want to obviously and their leg their knees are all okay if people want to learn for him to teach them skipping to go to a young kid's school when the school's open one of the Sikh schools in Slough said that your dad should come and teach the children to skip so volunteering and helping people to stay fit and active because it looks like you know COVID the situation is going to stay for a while so if we can find ways to exercise from home or on the move we're trying to do this thing around you know skipping seek on the move and that could be any exercise on the move i think that would be quite good to do so going forward yeah now the, the other thing i go park run i'll finish just quickly park run there's the children running on a saturday from 11 and onwards unlimited like a hundred years old you can run from must be over 11 year age and when they're running 11 years with us, three, 400 people, I always be the last one. Even I go early, but I always be the last one because uh, I learn from until I die. That's my principle. But when I see young children, they give me away. They knew that this old man, you know, he got T-shirt, a running, a runner, he's, he can run fast. No. But when I pick someone, one or two young generations, I follow them. I try my best to keep behind them. And then... Soon I passed a little bit. I said, you're doing very well. You're going to beat me today. You're going to beat me today. And they said, no, granddad, we can't. We can't. I, I, I'm, I'm tired. I said, carry on, carry on. Example, one boy, he was 11 and a half. Now he's running 24 minutes, 25 minutes, which I do 31 minutes. He do faster than me. And he's so happy. He always try to talk with me. His father, his parents. They're so happy. That's what I do. This is an example. That's why I want to do, to do these children's. Sunday, I go do marshalling for under uh, 11. And uh, uh, their children, they always try to give me like a hand, as I, you know, which I never done. And now I'm thinking they can't do it anymore. They're always happy to see me. I don't know why. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I was thinking about the uh, the fundraiser is still running, is it? Oh, yes. Yes. And if people want to support the fundraiser, how can they do that? Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, so it's still running and we're hoping to get to 13,000. We, um, we're on, I think, 12,700. So not far, basically. We would love to be able to get to that if we can. Um, so that's on Just Giving. If you search for Raj Skipping Seek, and I can share the link with you as well, um, it would be great to get to that. By the, if we could, we were doing this thing of where my mum and I are baking cakes, homemade cakes, and giving it to the COVID heroes as well for 13 days, because 13 is a special number for Seeks. So we were thinking, 
well, we're not far from 13,000. Could you imagine if we got to 13,000 on June the 13th? I mean, that's a push. But if anybody wants to donate, please do. It's on the Just Giving page. We'd really, really appreciate it. And please spread the word. And, you know, even if they wanted to get a T-shirt and that was their way of contributing, all the funds for the T-shirts go direct to the fundraiser. We don't take anything for it. I will get it posted yeah. to them. You know, we don't want anything from it. We just want to be able to get to 13,000 so that on behalf of the Sikh community, this is not for my dad, on behalf of the whole Sikh community, we'd like to raise 13,000 to say thank you from us and thank you to the NHS. So, uh, you know, lockdown is beginning to ease a little bit now. Places of worship are opening for individual prayer or allowed to open for yes. individual prayer from, from next week. It's probably a little bit lo longer until communal prayer is allowed again. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, we're kind of moving in the right direction, hopefully. What are you most looking forward to in terms of being able to, I guess, reconnect physically again with, with your community? And are there any habits or insights from the lockdown period that you actually hope that uh, we will keep with us, that, that will stay with us? Yeah, I think one of the things that I'm looking forward to is, and I was talking to my mum about this today, was that I know that it's going to be a long time before we can get together at the temple again for, for prayer, as in, in a group of people. Um, there's a prayer that uh, my dad does every day, and it's really important. It's called the Sukhmani Saib. And that in itself is about the peace, happiness, basically, for, yeah, for your, it's I'm peace. Yeah, for everyone. It's like peace, happiness for all. And it takes probably about 70 minutes to, for somebody who's regularly reciting it. Um, and I was saying to my mum, what I would love to do, and this just came to me today, was, you know, eventually when the Godrai are open for, not, I know we can't get big groups together, but even if we could get small groups together, we would love to have a Sukhmani side bar and invite all the congregation who, one, have supported my father. Um, and that's not just the Sikh community. We've had so much support from all communities. I want to invite yes. all of them um, to the Godwara and to basically do a prayer together. They don't have to be religious. They don't even have to sit there and pray. Just would love to invite them because at the end of it, that final prayer, our das, which is, you know, there's a line in there about sarabat tabala, which means everyone's well-being. You know, I want, that is for them. I want to say thank you to them. And we want to be able to, for them to have langar, which is in the kitchen where they would give food. So, you know, I just want, I want, we want to say thank you. So there's one thing I would love to do, and that's for everyone that has supported to say a big thank you. And then the second thing was um, around where you were saying, um, what will we take with us from here? Pray more, be grateful, be kind, serve more, and just be content and happy and slow down and simple things simple living is the best thing in life honestly and i want to continue that because you know i remember as a child when i'd come home from school we would sit on the floor and we would eat together um my parents have come like they've come from india and they you know they've always been very simple people they've never been materialistic they never wanted money or anything they just wanted their prayer you know and to be grateful to god I personally think that life was the best life. I think, I don't know what's happened in between. Everyone's on social media. It's all about technology. It's about money. It's about competing. It's about getting ahead. It's about this charity doing better than the other charity. I'm sorry, at the end of the day, it should never be about that. You know, we are God's children. We should work together. We should help one another. Because if we did, just imagine how much we could prosper and grow if we helped one another rather than helping ourselves and our egos. So I hope that that goes with us, that we're kind, caring, and we give back to others before we even think about ourselves. Because God, God looks after everyone. He's going to look after you. Don't think that if you help somebody, they're going to get ahead of you. And if they do, does it matter at the end of the day? We're all in our own lane. Just get on with it and be a good person. So I'd like to take that forward. I hope that stays. I'm saying to everybody, thank you very much for helping 
to NHS for charity, but thanks to England, England should not give up sick sacrifice in the past. In the future, we will sacrifice for this country again. And this is a great country. We are great all together. Strength, union is strength. Unity makes strength. We must stay together, regardless of what religion. We must commit it to this country or others if we can help. But this is a great country giving so many things. We don't appreciate what they're giving us. We always think wrong things against the government. Doing government. No, no one is perfect. I never call myself perfect, but I try my best. That's how it should be. We must be grateful to the country and God bless all who they're helping each other. Look after yourself, do exercise. Just waiting, soon park running open. I love to run again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, and before we draw this conversation to a close, is there anything we haven't had an opportunity to talk about that you would like to share with us? I think really in terms of just, you know, the coronavirus in itself, like I know people feeling quite anxious or worried and we don't really know what the norm is. I think I'd say to people, well, the norm is, you know, not to worry too much about what the norm is. It's about just really accepting the way things are and whatever it is that we need to do to get through it, just accept it and get on with it. You know, I think every day we look at the news and it's always, you know, either it's, around one person's story and you know this person broke the law by doing this and this but I just think you know life is the news is full of so much negativity right and my advice to anybody is yeah keep yourself updated with the news but please don't dwell on what the news keeps telling you because when you actually speak to individual people you will realize that we will get through the virus you know yes things are bad but they're even worse when you're consuming the news day in day out because it's so controversial and so negative because I'm sorry it is coronavirus we just need to accept it's here not get really hung up on the fact of or oh, what's going to happen it's here we've we've got through so many other pandemics this is just another one and if you have that faith doesn't mean you have to be a religious person if you have faith and belief and you're a positive person everything's going to be okay it always is so just you know just be positive and be kind and just don't dwell on negative things too much it's not good for you you know mental health is a massive problem to try and avoid that stay healthy and look after yourself and look after wildlife, please. Yeah. Look after wildlife as well. They depend on us. And when you feed them or do something, you're very near to nature. You feel, if you upset even feeding bird, they give you more strength. Look, they have nothing, but they're happy. Soon they eat, they're flying, they're doing everything. We must try to follow their footsteps, which is very difficult. That's what I can say, young man. Again, God bless all of them. Who they give me so much respect, I'm not worth for. I call crazy person. But people, they are God to me. All of you, God to me. That's what I can say. And God bless you. Wish all of them good future, good health. What a beautiful note to end on. Uh, again, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much. And I'm happy to report that since we recorded this podcast, the fundraiser did indeed reach its £13,000 target on the 13th of June. So there is a very happy ending there. The fundraiser is still open. So if you want to contribute, please go and do so. You can find it by searching for Just Giving Skipping Seek. This podcast was brought to you by the Faith and Belief Forum. You can find us at faithbeliefforum.org and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.